This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and solutions for making our lives happier. This week is episode 320, and as always on a 10th episode, we're doing a very special episode. In honor of our recent sixth anniversary, we asked listeners to send us their favorite moments, hacks, try this at home suggestions, know yourself better questions and conversations. So we will be talking about that. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. Yes, I am once again in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from beautiful Puerto Rico is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer, usually living in L.A., but now, Gretch, I am in Puerto Rico. I'm actually, right now, I'm in Old San Juan, and, um, but I will be moving um, to another hotel next week. Well, and explain why you are in San Juan. Yes, we are shooting Fantasy Island, remake of Fantasy Island for Fox, my writing partner, Sarah Fain and I, along with a whole bunch of other people. Um, And we start shooting in a few weeks. So we're here prepping the show. And it's just very exciting. And it's really interesting and encouraging to hear how safe it is, like the level of precautions that need to be taken with this kind of group effort is really daunting, but it sounds like a lot of people have figured out how to do this safely. Yes, they've really got it down. Multiple testing everyone multiple times a week. Everyone has to wear masks or even double masks. There's zones of people who can sort of interact. It's a whole thing. But the line producer we're working with has not had any of her production shut down for COVID. So that's a good sign. Wow. And speaking of COVID, I got my first vaccine which I'm very excited about. Yay, that's very exciting. Waiting for that second vaccine. And New York State just made the announcement that they are going to open it up this week to the over-16s, which means that both of my daughters are going to be eligible to get their vaccines very soon. So it's going to happen. It feels like a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, so thank you, scientists. Thank you, healthcare workers. So grateful. 
Okay, so now the very special episode highlights from the past six years. Elizabeth, was this not so much fun to read Mm. all these responses from listeners? So fun. And I was very gratified that the moment that still to this day may be the funniest thing that I've ever encountered in real life, other than Jamie doing Lord of the Dance in his boxer shorts (laughs) when we lived in Washington, D.C., which is I begged him constantly to reenact that, and he never will is the moment from episode 85. And so many listeners mentioned that they love this too. This is, Elizabeth, when we were discussing the question of, have you ever been upset by a well-intentioned gift? And what was your answer? Yes. (laughs) I realized as you asked that I had given my mother-in-law an electric foot callus remover um, called the Ped Egg, (laughs) and that maybe that could have been misinterpreted. Okay, we have to listen to this again because it just, it cracks me up every time. It never gets old. I was thinking, though, I gave my mother-in-law, and I hope she didn't take it the wrong way. You know, there's the Ped Egg, which is something you use to (laughs) scrape, um, like, calluses off your feet. Well, they have an electric version. And I really wanted one. And so I, you know, I got one for my mother-in-law. And I really hope she didn't take that as I was commenting on her feet, which, of course, I've never noticed her feet. I just thought, I would love to get this. I would never buy it for myself. I'm going to get it for her. So I don't know how she took it because I wasn't there when she opened it. Um, I am literally gasping for breath. Do you think that was breath. an ill-conceived gift? I cannot. I I have not laughed so hard in a long time. Oh, Elizabeth, that was so funny. Yeah. And Gretchen, as I think I've told you, she never mentioned the gift one way or another. So I don't know how she took it. But I certainly won't be giving that to anyone else. Oh, goodness. Well, Gretch, a lot of people mentioned the yearly list, which we've done since 18 for 2018. Yeah. A lot of people added that it took a year or two before they decided to do this exercise for themselves. So they might just be starting it now. Right. Yeah. If it's taken you a year or so to kind of warm up to the idea, that seems to be something that's fairly common. If you want to listen to the 18 for 2018 or the 19 for 2019 or the 20 for 20 or the 21 for 21, I'll post a link in the show notes if you want to see. And I think people like to hear other people's suggestions. Like Connie wrote, I love hearing everyone's resolutions for the year ahead. I always write mine down, but leave a couple blank because I know I will hear a couple from listeners or from you and Elizabeth that speak to me. So I think a lot of times people do pick up ideas from other people. Yeah, I know we get tons of ideas from listeners. We sure do. We sure do. Christy said, it's hard to pick a favorite moment, but I am especially grateful for my 20 and 2020 list. The list included visit 10 museums slash exhibits. That goal propelled me out of my cozy hotel room on a cold and blustery February day in London into the countryside where I spent the afternoon exploring Hampton Court. The next day I hit a King Tut exhibit and the British Museum. Who knew how things would change in a few short weeks? Without that 20 in 2020 list, I doubt I would have left the hotel that weekend. It was so cold and windy. So grateful I did. So that's great. Many people also mentioned our yearly challenges, which is something that we just started last year about hashtag walk 20 and 20. Tracy wrote, I do think the biggest change I have made in my life thanks to your podcast is the walk 20 and 20. I did not miss a day of movement last year and haven't missed a day this year. I truly believe it helped me survive a very tough year. I lost my husband after a three and a half year battle with cancer. I regularly get over 10,000 steps at least five days a week now. 
So that's really wonderful to hear that it was um, helpful to her, which was going through such a really very tough time. Yeah. And then Jen wrote about hashtag read 21 and 21, which is this year's challenge. She said, 21 minutes of reading and 21 has made me giddy. I've been a lifelong (laughs) reader, but somehow was having trouble making time for it as life got busier and busier. Having permission to do it during the day, not at night when I'm always too tired, has been a game changer. I've done it every day since you first mentioned it and feel like a new person. I can't believe how I've let something I love so much fall so far down on my priority list. Thank you for helping me put it back near the top. But I think this is a really good point, and it applies to many things, to music, to cooking, to skiing, to gardening. It's very easy to think that if you love something, you'll always make time for it. It's it's strangely very easy for these things to fall away. And so I think it really is good to have a reminder to kind of make sure that you are making time in your life for the things that you love, because it's just so wonderful when you have uh, had that back in. And so Lauren had another way of working in the 21 minutes of reading. She writes, I want to thank you for your suggestion to read 21 and 21. I'm a stay-at-home mom with three kids, four years and under, wow, <laughs> and never made it a priority to find time to read. When I first heard about your idea, I dismissed it without really even considering it. But my husband gave me a couple of books for Christmas that I really wanted to read. So last month, I decided to find a way, and I did. Now, every day when my two-year-old wakes up from her afternoon nap, we all snuggle on the couch. We set a timer for 21 minutes, and each of my girls pick picture books for me to read with them. Once that time is up, we set another 21-minute timer, and I read whatever I want to read while they look at books by themselves. It's not always pretty, and we don't always make it 21 minutes, but it gives me an excuse to snuggle my girls and read wonderful picture books and provides me with a chance to stimulate my mind with something I want to read. Thank you for always encouraging people to set a goal and come up with a creative way to get it done. Well, Lauren, this is a very creative way to get it done. I love combining it with reading to your children because they see like we're reading our books now and then our mother will read her books while we look at our own books. That just feels like a very nice tradition. And I could see that children would understand your turn, my turn, and look forward to it every day and and perhaps kind of let you do your reading, at least least most days. (laughs) Yeah, Gretch, you know, one theme I see emerging is how much more reading people do if they read during the day and not just at night. It's like, that is, in fact, we have to do a try this at home, read during the day. Yeah, I think that this kind of tradition of reading before bed, I rarely read before bed because I'm too sleepy and I just fall asleep. So I think I think you're exactly right. Okay, I'm going to make a note of that. And speaking of reading on social media, someone said, Gretchen, your summer of Proust inspired my summer of Harry Potter and my spring of Jane Austen. A fun way to put a theme on a time of the year. So that's fun. Yes, I love that idea. Now, people said they love the book club. And we love the book club, too. It is so fun. And yes, we know we need to choose a book. We know this. I know. We're working on it. Mindy, you know, my friend in Kansas City keeps texting me, what's the book club pick? I I need a book. And I'm like, it's coming soon. Well, now we realize that we were in this like magical state where the books just came to us, which we didn't understand that that was sort of like a magical state. And now we're figuring out how to replace that magic. So stay tuned. We will do it again. Keep reading your 21 and 21, and uh, and we will wow you with a book soon. Yes. Okay, Gretch, one of the most practical things you've ever talked about is also one of the most popular, which is the one-minute rule. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the one-minute rule. Do you want to explain it in case somebody doesn't know what it is? 
Yeah, this is the idea that there's anything you can do in less than a minute, you do it without delay. So if you can hang up your coat instead of throwing it over a chair, if you can, you know, glance over a document and realize that it needs to be shredded instead of just leaving it out on a counter, if you can put the toothpaste back in the medicine cabinet. And this just gets rid of that sort of scum of clutter that accumulates on the surface of life. And none of these things are hard. You can do them all in one minute, but they kind of make you feel weighed down when you look around and you just see everything's out of place. So for a lot of people, they feel... And it's weird. Sometimes when you do, you get rid of the little things in your way, you feel much more able to do big things. So it, it kind of has more consequence than you might imagine. Yes. I find. It helps me. Yeah. Several listeners mentioned that they like discussions of celebrating minor holidays and that inspired them to do something fun for Valentine's Day or for St. Patrick's Day or, or whatever holiday they picked. And I promised to report back on the gelling joke, which was my April Fool's prank for this year. And I, I wrote a blog post about it. I will link to that if you want to see like photos. The nutshell version is it works really, really well, but I suggest that you get a, a spare or two and experiment with it to figure out like its properties because I use the whole tube and I think it would have been better if I had just used a little bit. It, it really dramatically changes the liquid. It is astonishing. Mm -hmm. So it's very cool. So you could do it just like sort of as a home science experiment. So I give it a thumbs up, but I, I do think you have to figure out how to use it right mm -hmm. because I just dumped it in and uh, it could have been more effective. So I'll post a link to that in the show notes if people want to read more about my my gelling joke insights. Yes, I'm very curious. It's, it's, it's funny. It's a good prank. So those were some things we heard from a lot of people about. Now let's um, go through some other just favorites, Gretchen. Kimberly said the Labor Day career review. Yes, I have to say this is one of my favorites. I'm a huge fan of using holidays or birthdays or anniversaries or New Year's Day or anything as a catalyst for reflection. And so I really like the idea of using Labor Day as a catalyst to reflect on work life and like, what do I want for my work life? What do I want to be better? What do I want to change? Yeah. So I'm, I was glad to hear that someone else um, really liked using Labor Day that way. Yes. Love a good review. Yes. And then Wavy said, I regularly listen to this podcast. And the one thing that has stayed with me the most is don't interview for pain. Really good advice. And other people I've shared it with have been similarly affected by it. And that was in episode 28, Grudge. Yes. And we were discussing an idea from a, a book by Michael Thompson and Catherine O'Neill Grace called uh, a book that I love. I highly recommend it, by the way. It's called Best Friends, Worst Enemies, Understanding the Social Lives of Children. And here's the passage we discussed. I believe that we live the story we tell ourselves and others about the life we're leading. If you constantly interview your child for pain, your child may begin to hear a story of social suffering emerge from her own mouth. Soon she will begin to believe it and will see herself as a victim. Please understand that I am not advising you to disbelieve our children, nor am I saying that you should not be empathetic, but... Don't interview for pain, don't nurture resentments, and don't hold on to ancient history. Kids don't. Yeah, that stayed with me too. And yes. back, and Sarah says that to me all the time. Don't interview for pain. Can yeah, I mean, apply to like, many things. No, it's like, was she mean to you again today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so that was episode 28. Um, oh, Lori said, my favorite episode is when Gretchen tidied <laughs> Elizabeth's closet. That was one of my favorites. Episode 10, we will link to it. And Elizabeth, I cannot wait. It, it, one of these days, I'm going to get back to you in your closet, and we will do another episode, a return to the closet. It will not happen for a long time now because 
now you're you're shooting your show and I got to get to California. But yes. someday that will happen. Yeah, Gretch, when I was leaving for like the one way, you know, plane ticket to Puerto Rico, I was trying to get my closet in some sort of shape because, you know, it depresses Adam to walk yeah. by and see how messy it is. I didn't do a great job, but I attempted at least like neat piles. <laughs> Did you use all your hampers? You were the woman of I many know. hampers. I, know. I, yes, I would have just been like, this is the miscellaneous hamper and throw it. They're overflowing. Yeah. Okay. Dave says, of all the useful advice you have given us, the one that has saved me the most time is the one about looking really carefully for lost items in the place that you most expected it to be. This really works, and you have saved me from hours of uselessly searching the whole house for what was actually in my rucksack. This piece of advice alone is worth a massive thank you. How true is this? Yes, it's so true. I'm always like, let's go back to where we think it's supposed to be. Yes, it's especially great with a remote control, I find. Oh, yeah. Lisa said, one of my favorite tried this at home tips was changing the lock screen picture on your phone. This year, I decided to change my picture each month to be a friend or relative whose birthday is that month. My younger daughter has a February birthday, so I selected one of my favorite baby pictures of her. All month, it's made me so happy to see baby Lexi again. I'm excited to select a picture of my dad for March. So this is great. I also like the idea that she keeps moving it because we've talked a lot about how if photographs are around all the time, they kind Mm. of fade away and you don't notice them. So here she's using it. And by changing it regularly, it stays fun. Yeah. Gretchen, Sarah's daughter, Violet, just changed mine to be um, the last picture of Jack I have from before I left town. So that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Paige says, one of my favorite things about your podcast is the demerit segment. It makes me feel better to hear about what your struggles are and makes me feel better about not being perfect. So thanks. Well, none of us are. (laughs) Yes, that's nice to hear. Jeannie wrote that one of her favorite happiness hacks, reorganizing my most used apps on the front page of my phone while allowing for an empty shelf. On the other pages, all apps are color-coded by icon and in alphabetical order. I don't know exactly why, but this has made my life a little happier. Yeah, I mean, we use that home screen so often. Having it feel tidy and roomy really does kind of make you just feel like you have more breathing room in your head. I agree. (laughs) Coming up, more listener favorites. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. All right, back to highlights. People's favorite ideas, solutions, hacks from the previous six years. Ashley mentioned a moment that many people over the years have mentioned, and I feel like this is one of the most powerful and compelling ideas that a listener has ever given us. And she's talking about an exchange that we had that was all about reframing. It was back in episode 82 when a listener had sent us a question about feeling very, very distressed about losing a piece of jewelry and how to and how to get over that distress and we heard a response from another listener to that happiness challenge so let's listen to that my friend who was a foreign correspondent used to have a solitaire diamond ring she bought herself she always wore the ring wherever her assignments took her for several years one day she realized that she was missing her ring when she was reporting abroad she was very sad because it had sentimental value She felt as if she had lost a war buddy. Then she thought maybe the ring sacrificed itself in order to protect her from something bad. In our culture, Japanese sometimes believe things can take your place in the event of a bad happening, such as an accident. It's totally a myth, but it's not too difficult to think that way. Maybe the listener who lost her wedding ring can think that her precious ring protected her from bad things. As Gretchen said, you can't change what happened, but we can change how we regard that event. And this is how that response helped Ashley. She said, I was able to apply this to a beloved charm bracelet that my aunt had started for me when I was born. It had over 35 years of sentimental charms on it that she had given to me each year of my life and for momentous occasions such as graduations, my marriage, etc., Our house was robbed about five years ago, and all my jewelry was taken, including this bracelet. Nothing will ever replace the sentimental value of it, and it was just crushing to me. After that listener wrote in, though, I was able to reframe the situation. We weren't home when the invasion took place, so no one in my house was directly affected. I've come to peace with the fact that perhaps that bracelet bore the brunt of what could have been so much worse. My husband found the front door kicked in and immediately called the police. But what if he had gotten home sooner and had to confront the robbers? What if we had been home? All those are much worse scenarios than having my bracelet taken. I really feel like this is such an interesting example of reframing. And it seems like it really has allowed people to sort of 
face a loss like this of a beloved possession with yeah. more serenity. So that was, that was very powerful. Yeah, it's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful idea. Aaron writes, the practice I use most consistently is to consider what I can do to lighten the load for future me, whether it is getting the coffee pot ready for tomorrow, choosing outfits for the week, or even something larger, like reorganizing holiday items to make next year more pleasant. Mm -hmm. So this idea is the future self, and that can be a very, very powerful idea. Yes. Good thing for obligers like me to, uh, to use. Yeah. Howard says, one of the funnier episodes of mine is about Elizabeth's rut of wearing sweatpants and hoodies to work and being caught with a studio <laughs> tour going on. It's just so funny the way she says things. Well, thank you, Howard. Yes. Yes. So Gretchen, that story is, I mean, I wore, you know, practically pajamas to work. This is when Sarah and I were working on the Disney lot and the Disney yeah. lot has endless tours. Of course, people are interested in seeing it and all the cartoon cells and all of that. And so one day this woman was giving like a very proper tour in our hallways. <laughs> we have all these framed cells and she was talking. So I walked down the hallway, you know, in like my, <laughs> you know, old baggy sweats. And she said, well, as you can see, we can be pretty casual around here <laughs> to the group of tourists. Just, you know, so it was quite funny. Sarah and I got a good laugh out of that. Oh, gosh. No, because the Disney lot is so cool. It has like all the, the columns and the shape of the seven dwarves. And your your hallway had all those like historic images. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. It was funny. Barbie had three that she mentioned, which I think are good ones. One was Suffer for 15 Minutes. She said, that's how I scan, titled and organized more than 70 years of photos over a year's time without wanting to give up. Well, I think mm. that's something many people share is like dealing with photographs. Gold star. Read the manual. This has saved me from despair as technology continues to invade and improve my life. I like that pairing. It invades her life and improves her life. Yes. Yes. And finally, make the positive argument. This has elevated my relationship with my spouse, adult stepchildren, and several longtime friends. And this is when, if you're thinking like, oh, this person is so unhelpful, you think, no, this person is helpful. And immediately your mind starts to make the other argument and you realize, oh, they are considerate or they are, they do contribute to chores or whatever. So that's good to hear that worked. Teresa says, my favorite moment when I found myself laughing out loud was the episode a few summers back when Gretchen was sharing tips for preparing her daughter to leave for college. I'm a New Yorker as well and can keep up with fast talkers, but I thought to myself, wow, Gretchen must really be nervous about her daughter's next phase of life. She's talking a mile a minute. Turns out that I had the audio speed on double for the whole episode. <laughs> Elizabeth never sounded sped up to my ears, though, only Gretchen. It was one of those comical mistakes that I thought you would all appreciate. Yes, and this is like, if you do not know about this setting, it's easy sometimes to accidentally tap it and it goes to half speed, one and a half speed, double speed. So if all of a sudden it sounds like we're speaking very fast or very slow, Check your settings, because a couple of times I've had people email me saying, can you please speak more slowly? And I think, mm, check your settings, because we always basically talk at the same speed. I don't think I could, I could talk fast. I don't think I could talk twice as fast. Yeah. Elizabeth wrote, I purchased the book light you referred to a while back, an LED neck light. 
It was for my mother. She is 93, has macular degeneration and glaucoma. She wears it everywhere. You never know when you may want to see something just a bit brighter. I've heard from several people about this neck light because it is something you could just wear around if you feel like you often want a little bit more light on what you're doing. So I will, again, post a, a link to that in the show notes. Karen says, I love adding whimsy and secret spaces to my home. I turned an unneeded closet into a secret hideaway for my grandkids with fairy lights, cute wall clings, colorful paint, and pillows. They love it. Oh, that's so nice. So fun. Dev said, I'm very grateful to you for getting me thinking about whom do I envy. I was devastated to lose my beloved job last month, but now I'm taking the opportunity to learn the skill that the people I envy have. I'm pretty excited. Oh, and I always look behind me when I leave somewhere, like a park bench, to make sure I haven't left anything behind. So that's like a transcendent thing and then a very practical thing. Two good ones. Yes. Susan liked episode 263 when we talked to Dan Heath about his book, Upstream, The Quest to Solve Problems Before They Happen. She said, I work for the British Red Cross with refugees, asylum seekers, and vulnerable migrants. I'm always trying to figure out ways to work more effectively and to make the biggest difference for our clients. This idea of upstream thinking has really resonated with me and how we primarily react to crises and feel like we only have time to deal with the urgent case in front of us. I have been thinking so much more about how we can prevent some of the problems that arise. I don't have all the answers as these are big issues, but it is such an important consideration in the work we do. Yeah, that was a very compelling argument that Dan Heath made. So it's great to yes. hear that it... Um... And then we heard from some people about the four tendencies, which, of course, is one of my favorite subjects. And again, if you don't know, if you're an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel, take the quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com and find out. Mm -hmm. Susan said, I have incorporated pairing, reframing, and power hour into my life. Oh, we just talked about power hour. Your focus on being intentional is also a big takeaway for me. But the biggest life-changing learning is the four tendencies. Understanding my obligerness and rebellion, my husband's upholderness, has changed our marriage for the better. We can joke about behaviors that used to drive us crazy. Thank you for your work on the tendency. Millions of people have benefited. Thank you, Susan. I would like to think that millions, millions of people have benefited. Of people. <laughs> Wonderful. I think they I think millions of people have benefited. There you go. <laughs> Audrey says, something I always think of is your advice about when to go to bed and avoid watching too much TV. You said if you're too tired to read or do any other activity, then you are too tired for TV and should go to bed. Recently, I've also been detailing out my days on my calendar by the hour to stay productive on all the tasks I don't want to do. This works for me as a rebel, though, because I only do it on days of my choosing so I can still have free days. I love the structure and I love escaping it, too. I love the fact that she's figured out how to shape the scheduling, which is very helpful to herself as a rebel. So that's a yeah. great insight for rebels. Bridget said, the biggest help has been the four tendencies. It's helped in my marriage, my job, and getting my research project really off the ground. I took the quiz a few years ago and then finally convinced my husband to take it. We're better able to understand each other, and now, when faced with a challenge, can better respect the space the other person is coming from. I'm an obliger, and he's a questioner. I work in emergency medicine, and knowing my tendency has helped me better understand my approaches to patient care. It's also helped me to make changes to improve how I study my continuing education materials to retain the information better. Finally, in the past few months, I've applied the obliger strategies along with others like pairing to improve how I conduct my research on exercise and depression for my cardiac patients. I've been able to make some big improvements and boost my confidence. 
So that's wonderful to hear that it's been so so useful in so many different areas. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen and I reveal a few of our favorite topics. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hat chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, Elizabeth, what are some of your favorite things that we've talked about over the past six years? Right, Gretch. Well, I, like many listeners, absolutely love the one-minute rule. Mm -hmm. Being a messy person, it really helps me to be like, okay, I have one minute. Let me put this dish in the dishwasher. It will only take a minute. So that's a great one for me. Also, I love this idea that you had for always give warm hellos and goodbyes. Oh, yeah. I don't always do it, but I tr- but I do it a lot more than I would if I weren't aware that I want to. You know, go yeah. over, give a kiss, say hello, ask how someone is. And I think that goes for friends too, not just family. Yes. Everyone yes. appreciates a yeah, warm in the workplace. Hello. It's like look, say hey, good morning, instead of just walking past somebody with a glazed expression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love when I get a good morning text. Yeah, Gretch. Another one of my favorite things we've talked about on Happier is to choose a personal symbol. Mm-hmm. I chose a lightning bolt because successful TV is lightning in a bottle. Um, So I find it lightning bolts inspiring. And um, I love just getting things with lightning bolts or even when I see a lightning bolt, it just, I I love just anything that like gives life that little extra sense of whimsy. And I think a personal symbol does that. We love our whimsy. And then Gretchen, a recent thing we talked about that I love is start a social issues book club. 
because joining a social issues book club has really helped me feel sort of just more educated about issues um, in our country. And I think if I didn't have the structure of a book club, I wouldn't do all this reading that I want to do. Right. But because of it, I'm not only meeting new people and having great conversations, I'm reading a lot of really good books. Excellent. So, Gretch, what are some of your all-time favorites? Well, some of my all, the ones that have been most transformative, one is the one-word theme. I really do take my one-word theme to heart, and I have a necklace now that has open on it. I have a big note card that says open on my bulletin board, so I see it all the time. And I often will reflect on repurpose or, you know, all the ones I've had in the past. So I do feel like picking one idea like that and really highlighting it does help me stick it into my brain. Mm -hmm. And also speaking of whimsy and kind of putting your identity into the world, one thing I think that you and I were surprised by how enthusiastically people embraced it was the idea of choosing a signature color. People had lots of ideas, lots of twists and turns, the way they used it, the way they thought about it. It made me realize that I wasn't the only one who was just really powerfully interested in the power of color. And I think that was part of what led me to want to work on my Five Senses project because it really highlighted in my mind the excitement and the energy and the sense of vitality that people get when we connect with the world through our senses. And so that, that was one where I really loved it. And then it ended up having larger implications for my future research and thinking. By the way, Gretchen, I picked orange for my signature color this year, and I brought almost no jewelry to Puerto Rico, but I brought these three beaded orange bracelets that a listener sent me because oh. I thought it would, you know, just give me a little pop of strength. Will you send me a photo and I'll put it in the show notes? I will. Absolutely. So thank you listeners for your responses. It has made us so happy to read everyone's comments and we're still interested to know what ideas have resonated the most with you. So let us know if you want to read a list of what people said and more and all the links that I talked about. Um, it will be in the show notes, happiercast.com slash 320. And you can also let us know on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Yes, it's so interesting to hear what resonates with people. And then it's like, I'm learning it all over again myself. Yes. So it's very yes. useful too. Yes, it reinforces the yes. ideas. Yes. Um, the resources for this week. If you are looking for some mood-boosting music, remember, we made a Happier 911 playlist on Spotify. There's so much great music there. Listeners submitted all their favorite happy music. If you go onto Spotify, search the playlist for Happier 911 and hear what other Happier podcast listeners listen to to get themselves in a happy mood. Also, speaking of how to make your days happier, you can subscribe to my free Moment of Happiness newsletter Five days a week, I share a quotation that is related to happiness or good habits, and it's done so it's really easy to screenshot and share if you like it. It's If you want to sign up, go to GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter and select daily happiness quotation. I love quotations my whole life. I've collected quotations, and so it makes me incredibly happy to have a way to share a lot of my favorite quotations with a lot of people. So that's something that makes me happier, and I hope it would make you happier. And what we're reading, Elizabeth, what are you reading? Gretchen, I am still reading A Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. How about you? Well, you may have heard the news that the legendary children's author, Beverly Clary, mm. just died at age 104. 
And so uh, I wanted to reread a book of Beverly Clary. So I decided to read Ramona and Her Father, which is the one where Ramona's father loses his job. I've been wanting to reread that. So oh. it reminded me of how much I love the work of Beverly Clary. Oh, yes. Love Beverly Clary. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Thank you for listening, listeners. We so appreciate our listeners. We get so many great ideas, examples, feedback, questions. Thank you for listening and thank you for engaging. We love it. And thanks as well to our advertisers. They yes. make it possible for us to make the show and present it for free. Some people go behind a paywall, but we don't want to do that. Yes. So it really helps us when you use those advertising codes. Yes, thank you, advertisers. And thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best. And subscribe to us, rate us, or review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Till next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Hey, Elizabeth, I can tell that you're not in your usual place to record because there's it's just the sound of the room is different. I can hear that you're in a, in a more echoey room. Yeah, Gretchen, my hotel room in Old San Juan um, has hard floors, so I don't have my usual um, padding to absorb the sound. <laughs> we can hear it. <laughs> From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.